This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, obviously, we have the Dow Jones Industrial Average within reach of 30,000, the NASDAQ closing in on 12,000, but still the investing landscape is seen as at times a bit shaky with the variety of challenges that are in front of us today. So it's a pleasure to have back on this channel Howard Marks, Oak Tree Capital Management co-founder, also a Wharton grad as well. Howard also going to be a guest on a virtual event tomorrow, November the 18th, hosted by his alma mater and part of the Howard Marks Investor Series to discuss the state of investing. This event will be hosted by Wharton Finance Professor Chris Gacy with opening remarks from Dean Erica James. But a pleasure to have him back with us for a little while. Howard, great to talk to you. Hope you've been doing well through all of this. Nice to be back at at Wharton, Dan. Thank you, Howard. So uh, let me start with the Investor Series because I think it's a, it's a great event that you've been doing now for several years, and it's obviously a great partnership with your, your alma mater. But you've brought to campus other well-known investors, as is said on the website, to kind of bring real practical perspectives to investing. Give us a little sense of, of what you have seen play out in this series over the last few years. Well, I try to bring uh, my friends who are outstanding investors, and I interview them. I've had Steve Schwartzman, uh, Seth Klarman, uh, and uh, I think it's, it's, it was terrific for me when I was a student to hear from practitioners, and I'm just trying to pass that on. What is the, scape, uh, the landscape of investing right now, in your opinion? Well, I, I actually think that we're, you know, there's, there's been a, an incredible rally uh, from the lows that were reached in March that, uh, to today, uh, the S and P 500, for example, is up, uh, 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 60% or more. And, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, confounding that the markets should be doing so well while we still have, uh, rising, uh, COVID-19 cases. Uh, but the economy has recovered strongly and, uh, the Fed and Treasury actions are taking having great effect. So we're in a uh, we're in a world today where prospective returns on most asset classes are are probably uh, the lowest they've ever been, and uh, even even though we still have uh, difficulties in the environment. I I had seen the memo that you put out a couple of days about that, and and just if you can expand upon that about why you know you're seeing these these low prospective returns at this point well there were the the fed took the risk free rate which is the fed funds rate the 30 day t bill which has no risk because it's a government instrument and it's, it's a short instrument so there's no inflation risk and they took that return to essentially zero and all the returns on everything else followed so if 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 the treasury if the fed funds rate declines then the the return on treasury bills reclines, the treasury bonds declines, the high-grade bonds declines, the high-yield bonds decline. And if, if bond returns decline, then stocks can rise in price. That is to say their prospective return also declines in line with that because bonds represent less competition. So, so the, the, when, when the base rate of interest declines, it, it has ramifications all throughout the markets. Should the expectation be that maybe that those – that those low returns are going to continue for a while, uh, especially with the Fed saying that, you know, they're going to hold interest rates near zero for the next couple of years? 
yes, I think there's no reason, Dan, to expect that interest rates will rise. In the, they've, they've said they'll be low at least through 22, maybe 23. And, uh, uh, and uh, so that, that governs the prospective returns. Now, the, 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 the actual returns can all, always be higher or lower than the prospective return. This is important to remember. If you buy a, a bond with a 5% yield, next year it can return 7 because you get the five yields and it appreciates two points, or it can go, it can return three because it, you get the five interest, but you yeah. lose two points on the price. So prospective returns and, and actual returns are not the same. But when we look at a bond, we see, oh, it's a 5% bond. Well, we expect 5%. Uh, but uh, the, that, that's the prospective return. The, currently, the promised return is, is the lowest it's ever been. I had seen another article uh, which had quoted you, Howard, about the fact that maybe you had seen the potential for a bit of a weaker investing environment for a while now. Now, obviously, I don't think anybody expected to be dealing with COVID this year, but obviously, it, was there were there dynamics at play that you saw where there was maybe the potential uh, for uh, lower investments uh, in, in the last yes. couple of years? Yes, there was, because in the... In the years leading up to this year, I looked at the market and I observed that there was substantial uncertainty, most of it geopolitical or political at that time, a little bit of economic uncertainty. Clearly, I, I didn't anticipate the pandemic. Uh, but along with those uncertainties, we had low prospective returns, high asset prices, and investors were engaged in risky behavior in order to try to earn good returns in a low-return world. And risky behavior on other people's part makes the market risky for us. So I felt that, the, that, that we were living in a low-return, uncertain world, and that made for uh, uh, the need for caution. So Oaktree, my firm, uh, uh, was operating under the mantra, move forward but with caution. Uh, we had a we had uh, the arrival. Uh, I thought we were vulnerable to outside shocks. We had one of those arrive in the c- case of the pandemic. The market showed considerable weakness. It went from 3380 to 2230 uh, in only a month. Uh, but it has now bounced back. And I think we're back in a world which is uncertain and characterized by low prospective returns, which is not an attractive combination. We we talked earlier on the show, and we've talked in the last couple of weeks, Howard, about just some of the dynamics at play here in the United States and, and obviously the political landscape that has played out over the last month. And the fact that to a degree, you know, seeing Joe Biden as the president-elect uh, and, and most likely going in in the next couple of weeks, uh, or I should say next couple of months, uh, January, mid-January, uh, but also the fact that they're maybe a little bit more certainty for the markets at this point when you factor in also it looks like that uh, Republicans are going to hold the, the Senate. It, those are dynamics that seemingly, uh, in talking with a lot of experts, they feel that the markets really now have that level of certainty that maybe they didn't have in the last couple of years. Well, I think that, uh, I don't know, the market was uh, fairly uncertain under President Trump. I think that his actions were somewhat unpredictable, um, uh, especially, you know, the level of rhetoric. Uh, uh, I think that uh, the market does feel relieved now that uh, that Joe Biden 
as president will be probably, as you say, living with a Republican Senate, which will restrain any extreme tendencies on the part of the Democratic administration. The Democratic administration would have been under pressure from its left wing uh, to to do some fairly extreme things and maybe to appoint some fairly extreme people. But with the with the Republican Senate, I think that the, any extreme tendencies will be quite restrained. So the market has really done incredibly well, starting on uh, November the second. Uh, it, it's been it's been up a lot, but on November fourth, uh, the day after Election Day, it shifted into high gear and has really been rising rapidly ever since. So here we sit in mid-November, and as you mentioned before, and everybody knows we have you know rising COVID cases at this point. Uh, we're still looking for a fourth stimulus package to come forward from Congress. Uh, how important is a- another stimulus package to this overall mix right now? I would think it's not the, the only cure-all, but it's probably one of them. Well, I think it's essential because we have, uh, we have lots of people out of work. And uh, and lots of businesses closed, or or, or uh, with a fraction of their revenues, and these people and these businesses need support. And uh, I think that everybody's been predicting an economic recovery, but I think that it is it is conditioned on the assumption that there will be continued support. And with a strong second wave of the virus, I think the re- the support is even more essential. Where are you most bullish right now? Well, I'm not actually bullish anywhere. Okay. Uh, uh, but but uh, you know, I I still feel better about so-called uh, alternative investments, private and illiquid investments, because those those worlds are generally less picked over. Uh, there are no there are no uh, market sectors which are being snubbed or ignored, and that's where you find the bargains usually in the things other people won't do. But uh, I do think that the uh, private markets are less picked over than the public markets. So what's your advice to, to investors right now? Well, I, I, you know, there's a tendency when, when prospective returns declined, as I've described, there's a tendency for people to increase their risk, to reach for yield. How do you make a high yield in a low yield world? Yeah. By taking on more risk. And I would, I would try to resist that tendency because I don't think that the climate uh, is conducive to risk increases. Howard, it's been a pleasure talking with you again. Uh, look forward to the event tomorrow, and uh, it should be a great conversation between you and Professor Gacy. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you. Nice being here, Dan. Thank you. Howard Marks, who is a co-founder of Oak Tree Capital Management, uh, Wharton grad, and I should mention that if there are those in our listening audience that would like to uh, be a part of that virtual event, you can. There is still space uh, for you to be a part of that and listen to the commentary of Howard Marks and Chris Casey. If you go to events.wharton.upenn.edu, you will be able to uh, listen to that commentary, sign up for it, and uh, listen to it. Uh, And it should be a great insight uh, to have uh, the conversation between Chris Gacy and Howard uh, Marks. And that will be uh, a great event as part of the Howard Marks Investor Series. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.